Hello and welcome to another episode of the Villa Talks podcast. Welcome back to the pre-match social. We're back after an international break for the lads. I gave them some time off. Uh, I think uh, they've been recuperating, resting, getting match fit. And hopefully we'll be back in form for, for the game against Chelsea. Boys, I've got AJ and, and Carl with me. Uh, and Sam's going to be joining us hopefully in about half an hour. I've no idea where he is, but he will, he will be joining, he says. So, uh, boys, firstly, how are you? Yeah. All right. All right, mate. A bit yeah. tired, to be honest. Same. A little bit oh, tired, yeah. but you know. I thought we were going to... I thought we said we were going to inject some energy into it. Well, yeah, no, we'll bring, the, we'll bring the energy, but I can't lie to the listeners. No. Like, we're... Exactly. They're, they'll see straight through it. They'll, they'll see where we're in, injecting energy, but they... we need to be honest with them, don't we? We're, we're a little bit tired. Oh, it's, I'm not. It's, they love it's... us... They, lo- they love us for our integrity on this pod, so you yeah. know, let's let's be transparent. That's what they're yeah. saying. On, on, that is We're actually flagging. that's true. Actually, on the feedback forms I get, I gave out that is exactly number one was integrity. Mm. That was the number yeah. one strength. Mm. Xmo was that's a weakness. That's what I always Good. look for in my podcasts: integrity, <laughs> integrity, <laughs> integrity. Uh, but yeah, it's a, well. I sent a tweet yesterday. Actually, it's a year since I announced the pod. Not a year since we actually did the pod. It's a bit of a weird one, but still, came up my time hop, so I put it out there, and we got some really good feedback from everyone. Um, so thank you for that. It was really nice to see how much you're enjoying the pod. Um, but yeah, um, I'm a bit. I am. I'm tired too. I'm a bit potted out just in the Villa view. But let's let's just crack on because we've got quite a lot to cover and we're back. You know, the Chelsea game's coming up. We we need to start a season really now. And I think this pod is going to be the start. It's going to be the yeah. It's going to be the, the, that boost that Villa Villa need. And the, the, the players are going to be watch, listening to this, no doubt, on the way to the match on Saturday. So we, we need to be... Let's fucking do it. Come let's on. fucking do it. So let's, Come on, let's get up for this. So let's start off with the, from the stands of Villa Park. So uh, from the stands of Villa Park, as, as most of you will know who listen to this regularly, is our new section. And uh, various different stories over over international break uh, that, have, that have come up, and Carl just actually did uh, make me aware of another one that I forgot about. So th- thanks for that one, Carl. Um, so we'll, we'll touch on all of those now. Uh, the first one I wanted to touch on was um, well, a good news story really was the was the first game for the for the Aston Villa women's team uh, against Leicester City, two one. Uh, 2-1 win, 1-0 down against Leicester City and uh, four back, excellent free free kick uh, and uh, a winning goal by Remy Allen, former Leicester City captain, our captain um, for, for, the, for the day. I don't know if she's our captain going forward or not, but uh, excellent, excellent free kick, a great winner, bit of a scrappy goal, but they all count, but excellent goalkeeping as well from our young 20-year-old goalkeeper. I think Hampton is a, is a name. Um, I, I know we haven't really covered too much of the w- women's team on this part. It's something I'd really like to do if we can um, uh, go, uh, especially if I've, I've got a young girl who's an Aston Villa fan and uh, I really want to get into her, get her into Aston Villa's fo- women's football team as well. So, you know, got, we've got to start talking about it more. But did, did either of you see any of the goals or see the result? I saw the result and uh, saw that we'd come from behind, which is something that the uh, men's team seems to have a bit of a problem with over the last couple of years. So um, I'm glad that uh, glad that the women's team don't share that uh, share that issue. And I did see the uh, free kick on the old uh, social meds as well. And uh, yeah, it was a bit of a pearl, wasn't it? Yeah, Sarah Mailing with the with the free kick, excellent free kick, um, top corner. Um a lot of pace on the ball. Yeah, really excellent technique. And, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, the Aston Villa women's team has had a tough, tough season last year. It was a, t- a difficult one. You know, the, the gap between 
the division below and then the top division is is massive and and that was evident last season you know uh, and, and i think there's been a lot of overhaul in terms of players uh, in and out and new coaching team as well so it'll be an interesting season it may be one of those again those seasons up and down but a great great way to uh, start the season and win coming from behind as well so well done to the Villa ladies team uh, second new story a big one as well uh, we talked about it on the last pod and we sort of sort of sort of play out a little bit over the last couple of weeks it's uh, the uh, two Emmys going to um uh, well they're going to play on international duty for Argentina and then what happened in Brazil uh, you know, I think everyone's seen it. 11 minutes into the game, the Brazilian health authority or health officials run onto the pitch and try and detain the four players, the two of them from Villa, two of them from Spurs. Uh, and then they end up uh, locked in the dressing room trying to get out, waiting to hear what's happened. And then they've ended up in Croatia now and they're sort of training over there before they return back. They're going to miss the Chelsea game, be back for the Everton game, but just an absolute fast game suspended. Um, I don't really, I mean, I've read, I've read stuff what's happened. There seems to be a lot of misunderstanding in terms of whether they had dispensation or not, and then whether the governments within their own departments agreed or not in, in Brazil. Just uh, an absolute joke. And uh, Carl, I mean, what have you made of of the of the whole fiasco from start to finish in terms of internationals taking place all over the world, us letting the players go? Now the Brazilian internationals are being suspended and not being allowed to play as well, which, which will obviously affect our game with Thiago Silva missing the game. It's been a bit of a joke, hasn't it, the whole thing? Um, yeah. It it has been. I mean, I I find the sort of international periods dull, and there's too many of them. Um, but especially at you know in the, the current circumstances, letting people fly off to Argentina. I don't I don't blame the club at all. I've seen a few people say that we've actually messed this up a little bit, but I don't think we have. I mean, one of the one of our pools, I think, or what Dino tries to use is trying to get teams to play for their national teams um, after coming to play for us. So if we then stop uh, players from going and we put in a little um, a sort of caveat to say they can only play the two games, although the Argentinian FA started denying that that was ever in there, but then it came out that there weren't. And then obviously it, during the second game, um, they essentially got arrested. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, I mean, it, it it, it is ridiculous, and you know, I, I don't, I, I don't know what. I mean, we can't. You can't stop players from going. I mean, you can, but I don't think we should. I, I do think that actually that's quite a good thing that, um, you know, with South Americans, they it's country above club for for um South Americans on the whole, and if you stop them from going to play, you're gonna have a couple of unhappy players. Um, so you know. We allowed them to go and have their little um, trip that was a bit like uh, a sequel to The Hangover. And, uh, you know, they're <laughs> coming back after and they'll only miss, miss one game. Are they, are they still in Croatia? Um, uh, I think so, yeah. So they return, I think, the day before, a couple of days before the Everton game. Uh, so they'll be training over there um, and then yeah. they'll, they'll return. I mean, they might not be fully match fit for the Everton game. But I, I don't really see the way around it other than not having international um, yeah. matches this yeah. early in the I season. Think, hmm. I think the thing is as well, we were all like really pleased and proud to see Martinez win the uh, Copa de America, weren't we? You know, And uh, we had a little celebration for it all and all of that. Uh, and obviously the, the way they won it with, uh, with 
uh, his uh, stuff with Yeri Mina and all of that sort of thing. Like we all loved all of that, and you can't have it both ways, really. And he's he's just become first choice goalkeeper Martinez for for Argentina. So you know he's such an important player for us, as we've talked about loads of times on the pod. Uh, you know, I think pissing him off would be a really bad move. And similarly, Buendia, who's only just signed for us and all right he's only on the fringes of the squad and in a way that's very frustrating that he's gone there and he's going to miss games when he hasn't actually played for Argentina or even been on the bench for either of those games but as a new signing our record signing on the verge of breaking into that Argentina team which will almost certainly as well improve him as a player uh, as well as you know bring some cachet to the to the club of, of having all these South American internationals yeah, it's unfortunate in the circumstances and there's a wider question around whether these games should be going ahead and, and asking professional footballers to travel all around the world in the middle of a pandemic um, or not. You know, whether they could have managed the fixtures differently. There's been some talk around whether they should have had the rescheduled Copa at all or whether they should have used that time for their World Cup qualifiers, etc, etc. So there's lots of questions and frustrations about it, but I don't think the answer is to say this is the club's fault and they should have refused to let the players go. And and anyway, it looks like, for example, Thiago Silva's not going to be allowed to play against us because FIFA are banning those players who didn't go from playing for their clubs anyway. So, you know, it wouldn't have made any difference. Mm. Yeah. Well, and, and also it could be worse. Um, Liverpool sent one of their players to a, a country that was undergoing a military coup at the time. So uh, it, it could have been worse. Could have been worse, yeah. They could still be in jail. So yeah. just, just be glad they're not. But yeah, no, I, I think I, I agree with all those points. It's a, it's a difficult one for the club and I think they've done the best they can. I'll be interested to see what happens in the next international break. I think we'll have a different attitude towards it now, given what's happened. But we will see uh, other news. Uh, sorry, we did mention it, Aston Villa women's team, but they've obviously made a few signings on in and around deadline day. They made, and I think the biggest sign was Emily Gilnek, uh, Australian international, which is a, a big coup for them, apparently. Um, I, I saw the tweets. There was a, some hints being put out there in terms of who this big signing was. Um, so I think uh, she'll make a massive difference up front. Um, bit of a, a bit of a target lady. I can't say target man, can I? Um, but will make a massive difference in terms of scoring goals and linking up play as well for, for the women's team. Uh, other news stories, um, changing the kickoff time. We saw, uh, just tweet out today for May night in a couple of weeks time, nice two week, uh, notice for all those players, all those people who have booked travel, etc. Uh, they've moved it to 12. Have you seen the reason? Yeah. Is it called, is it Cortinas? Is it, was it? Yeah. The, and they're uh, absolute dog shit. Like, <laughs> who, I was what are you moving a football game for, for that? I mean, the, it's it's ridiculous. That wouldn't. I, I don't know when that was going to start, but surely that was starting on the evening. And yeah. like, there's always events going on. Like, I, I just, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's, um, I think it's bollocks. And and just, the you know, Corsi, I know it's not are the Cortinas playing, playing Old Trafford? They're playing Old Trafford. No, they're playing. The well, the cricket ground, Old Trafford. Oh, okay. Good joke. That's an absolute they joke. Isn't they're from well, Manchester, well, aren't they? They are, yeah. Are they? Yeah, so a bit of local support, but you're right, they are rubbish. It's a joke. I mean, it's not like Maynard have much local support anyway, do they? They'll all be travelling back anyway, so it's a joke. I mean, the fact that they've given two weeks' notice to the fans and they're going to have to change... Oh, no, sorry. (laughs) They're going to have to change the... uh, You know, know, there's probably people who booked advanced tickets to save money and all that kind of stuff. It's just... uh, Again, another... Think of all the Man U fans trying to get to Manchester from wherever (laughs) they live. Exactly, exactly. The train's going to be busy, very busy. But yeah. Uh, anyway, we'll, we'll push on. But yeah, another 
story in the in the whole ream of stories that we see where fans and no one gives a shit basically about fans uh, going to games. Um, and lastly, but a bit quite a big one actually. Uh, well, not big one, but an interesting one uh, that Carl uh, reminded me of is that uh, news came out a couple of days ago. We saw on our on company's house that Aston Villa well taken out a loan or overdraft facility, whatever you want to call it, um, to. Um, well, well, to loan a guard against sort of future, well, to loan against future revenue streams that they can then use to pump money into the club. So, as if people are aware of it, over the last few years, the owners have been pumping money in. So, profit and loss is one thing, but cash flow is, is a completely another thing. And and the pump, you know, I think they've pumped in about hundred million pounds a season, or probably more than that, plus what they've put into buy players and. And by the club in the first instance, and and now I think we're we're probably following a strategy similar to other clubs. Man City have done this as well. You know, it's not it's not like it's a it's a it's a new thing for Villa or anything like that. Or, or you know, we saw Tony Jar do it as well. But it's a it's a thing that's done by most clubs in that they're looking to use leverage and debt to fund whatever they want, whatever activities they want, whether it's rebuilding the stadium, signing players, whatever it is, and then and then basically taken out against future revenue streams and then probably using cash to then use other other things um and rather than use their own money it's, it's a typical business practice not something i enjoy or want to see happen and you know we've talked about how we're debt free etc but um i guess we'll see what what happens in the future whether they i think i think carl said it carl you said it's an overdraft facility rather than an actual loan so it's something that we can use or switch on and off if we yeah, to, yeah and that you know that's what I read somewhere. Um, I don't. I, I don't know though. I, I don't know for sure. But I mean, surely, surely it's ultimately about being more self-sufficient. Um, like we 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 can't just rely on massively rich billionaires to just keep putting their hands in their pocket because ultimately the the books are going to look um, fucked, aren't they? So yeah. uh, I I don't I don't have any real issue with it. It was nice to always say that we weren't debt free. Um, and I suppose if it is an overdraft facility, if we don't go into the overdraft, it's fine. It's yeah. not real debt then, is it? Yeah, we'll see. It's not something, like I said, that I want to see happen, but I, I completely understand it. You know, we need to be sustainable. And this is, you know, leveraging and taking out debt is one way, especially interest rates are so low. Although I imagine their interest rates are like this. is probably higher than what you'd see in terms of banking base rate. Sorry to get a bit technical there, but um, but still, it's like standard business practice. But as long as we continue... The, you know, the owners have put so much money in they've been fantastic as long as we continue on that path and I, I don't see any issues and and that's it really for the news I don't think there's anything else there's probably other stuff that's happened but nothing major uh, let's push on then to the next section of the pod hero and villain of the week uh, Carl this is yours today as we haven't got Sam to do the hero of the week and, and I, I'm expecting a lack of murals on this one yeah, to be fair, I think I did both of them uh, last week as well. Oh, you did, yeah. Sam Sorry, you I'm, did, just, yeah. I'm just yeah. taking them both. Now. You take it, you take it, mate. You take yeah, it, yeah, you yeah. take it. Yeah. Um, Sam can't even be bothered to turn up. Unbelievable. Um, all right, well, I had a because it didn't feel like anything has really been going on this week. Um, with with regard to Villa, really, other than you know all the uh, the news um, stories you just brought up, you know, aside from those. Um, so a kind of I had a bit. It was a bit challenging to come up with one, but but anyway, I, I'll I'll go through my hero first, and it's Tyrone Mings, um, for his um brilliant tweets, um, 
um, to to Marcus Rashford um, sort of taking the piss out of um, Gavin Williamson for essentially saying that all black people look the same by confusing Marcus Rashford with uh, Mauro Itoja. Um And I just thought it was a great... And I do genuinely want um, Tyrone Mings to run the country at some point. Um, <laughs> I'd, be all, I'd be up for that. And um, But, you know, I would say they do all look the same. Um, and by they, I mean Tory MPs, because um, they do. Um, just flipping it there, uh, flipping it on the white man. <laughs> <laughs> um, bit of politics, bit of politics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, it, it was ridiculous, wasn't it? Um, just, just. I mean, yeah, the thing is, the thing is, some people, regardless of race, do look like one another, don't they? You know, like you get the old Lukaku and Stormzy thing sometimes, don't you? Which is bad, but you can see a similarity between them. Maro Itoji looks absolutely nothing like Marcus Rashford. No. It's, like ridi- it's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. It's just like he thinks there's only one one famous black sports person, you know. Yeah. Well, one who's interested in the well-being of those, yeah. Also shows you, the, yeah. Shows, you, mm. shows you the amount of interest he took in that conversation as well. Yeah. yeah. I mean... Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, so so he's a wanker. And I could have put uh, Gavin Williamson in uh, the uh, villain of the week on the back of that, but he doesn't really have... Oh, any... have you not? No, he doesn't have much to do with uh, uh, Villas. And I was trying to sort of get it closely linked as possible, even though we haven't played for, what, 10 days. However, okay, fair there is a link to Villa, and we've already spoke about it. But I'm giving it to the Brazilian health officials that decided to wait for a match to be played for 11 minutes before running on with a fucking clipboard and a um, <laughs> and chasing players around trying to take them off the pitch. I mean, what sort of person do you have to be? Or I mean, I mean, and and this is this is Brazil trying to show that they've got a handle on COVID. And I, I, there aren't many countries. I mean, we might be one of them um, who handled covid worse than than brazil and uh the kind of showing just how much time did they have to go right martinez said he wasn't going to play or he hadn't come from england was one of the things what they were saying is the players said they hadn't come from england just on fucking match of the day seven days before (laughs) hardly snuck into the country did they (laughs) <laughs> and it was just, it was just waiting for that, and just to, I suppose I'm blaming the officials that were on the pitch really when it, when it, not really their fault, I, um, but, but it was just the, the kind of show of force, and it was how farcical it was, where it ultimately there was just the, there was just Messi doing some keepy ups for about, for about fifteen <laughs> minutes, and that was literally the whole coverage, and then they just had a. Had a bit of a training session at the end whilst um, yeah. carted Martinez no, into a police van. So they cut, did they cut a Pele? Cut a Pele to do some uh, over yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um. So yeah. There. As I said, there was a bit of a um, bit of a dearth on um, choose on nominations for both categories. But so that's who I went for. Nice. I saw a good tweet. Uh, I can't remember who it was by. So apologies if it was uh, if it was you. Um, and uh, it was basically saying, I'd like to request that we see more minor bureaucrats invading football matches. You know, <laughs> so like the the DVLA coming on to <laughs> drag Kevin De Bruyne away because he hasn't paid his car tax or, or done his MOT. Or, I mean, know, it's like a that. good way of knowing exactly where they're going to be, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah. 
Well, yeah, yeah. yeah, true. I mean, the mad thing about it was as well, though, if you read like the timeline of events, the Argentinian FA were saying like, but the Brazilian federal government have said that's fine and we've got an exemption and we should carry on. And so it is just literally like this one government department uh, who decided like, no, we're going to evade, invade the game. We're going to disrupt. They could, you know, they could have just waited till the end. It's not like Martinez is going to be spreading COVID around uh, in the crowd and all that when he's playing in goal, is it? It's ridiculous. Do keepers still do that thing where they spit on their gloves, you know, before they, before a, before a corner or yeah, something? Yeah, they yeah? do. Some of them, I've I, seen some of them do it. Also, sure. I've noticed your keepers, you know, back in the day, I was watching some early 90s clips there, on YouTube and they used to bounce the ball a lot more before they took a goal kick or mm. took a kick out of their hands and they don't do that anymore. I wonder why. Is that a, well, is that cultural interestingly, thing? well, uh, it's to do with the rules, isn't it? Because you know when the ball was nicked off Martinez yeah. uh, the other day and they scored, the reason that didn't count, and actually I think it, in the rules it, it doesn't count, but I think it should. Like if you've got the skill to just nick it off a keeper, then you should be allowed to do that, yeah. I think. But the reason is it doesn't count as the keeper having lost control of the ball or, or given up control of the ball until it's touched the ground. So presumably if you bounce it on the way back up, someone could nick it and score. Uh, and that would not be against the rules. So I suspect it's to do with that rule that has stopped keepers fair enough. bouncing the ball. Fair enough. Fair there enough. you go. Right, thanks, boys. Let's uh, let's move on to... Uh... Vital statistics, ladies! Yeah! Yeah! Vital statistics, AJ, what you got for us, mate? I'm sorry, I haven't... I know you've been busy with work, so... Uh... I'll let you off if yeah, it is as thorough as me extra, extra homework, but I've I've managed to squeeze it in, mate, to my busy schedule. So, uh, I, I mean, actually, we played Chelsea at the end of last season, so the head-to-head has not changed uh, very much. But it's another it's another biggie. We've played them 157 times. Do you think we've got a positive record or a negative one? Negative, surely. Negative, surely. Yeah, not by much though. We've won 58, lost 64, mm. and drawn 35. So we're not far off. Um, and we're unbeaten in two. That's the good news. We've won. We won the last one, obviously, and drew the one before that. Um, the news, if you look a little bit further back, is not quite so good. Uh, before that, we had lost six games in a row against Chelsea, and we have not won at Stamford Bridge uh, since New Year's Eve 2011, which was a 3-1 win. I don't know if any of you remember any of that um, or not. Uh, in the Premier League era. Our record is not that awful against them, I guess, compared to some of the big clubs. Uh, but it is bad. 13 wins, 26 losses, 13 draws, and a goal difference of minus 34. All of the top five goal scorers in the head-to-head in the Premier League era, so since 1992, are Chelsea players. Care to guess uh, any of those five? What say it again? What's the um the the players who've scored most against us in the Premier League right. era? So if you look at the head to head, Lampard definitely. There's no Villa player in the top five. Yeah, Lampard with twelve at the yeah. top. Twelve. Um, um Drogba. Hazard. Hazard is just outside, he's uh, only got two. Drogba? Uh Drog Drogba, yeah. yeah, four. So he's fourth in the list. Joint joint uh third actually with, with one other. Oh God! Who are... I don't know if you'll get the second one. He's not an obvious goal scorer. Terry. No. Robin. 
No. God, who else scored against us? I'm trying to remember now. Um, it's a tough one, isn't it? How many goals has the one in fifth place scored? Three. So, could have scored a hat-trick. Diego Costa. No. Kalu. Solomon Kalu. No. God, this is harder than no. I thought it was. One of, them's, one of them, the one that's uh, joint on four with um, Drogba has got three names and he's a kind of, he's old school. He's like a, a he's an early Sean Wright Premier Phillips. League player. Sean Wright Phillips. No. Oh, no. Oh, God. Earlier than, even than that. Oh, God. Um... Lanky, centre forward. Scandinavian. Oh, Jimmy. Oh, Tori oh, uh, Andrew, Andrew Flo. Flo. Yeah. Tori Andrew Flo, yeah. yeah. Jimmy, Shevchenko oh. in fifth. Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. Hmm? Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. No, Hasselbank's not in there. God. Shevchenko in fifth. No. Ah. Balak. No. Uh, He's also quite an early one, the one in fifth, that he was kind of a bit of a... He uh, won player of the season for Chelsea in the see, player of the season in the like PFA player of the year playing for Chelsea and he only signed halfway through the season when he first came. What season was that? Uh, uh, quite early again. Famous free kick taker. Short. Oh, uh, Zola, Zola, Zola. Zola. Just, just tell us the future. <laughs> yeah, the one you're missing is Ivanovic, who scored five times against us. Really? Oh, what? Yeah. Mad. Yeah. I remember he, he should so, he should have had a penalty. We, when Benteke was playing, we should have had a penalty against him, and Ivanovic, I think, handballed it. I'll never forget, forget yeah. for that. So Good. Villa's top scorers in the Premier League era are, are all on two. We've got York, Vassal, Benteke, Luke Moore, quite a few uh, on the Vassal? Who's Vassal? In terms of the... It's, Darius Vassell, however you want to say it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I say Vassell because that's his name. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired, I've told you. Form, um, obviously they drew with Liverpool on the opening day and then they comfortably beat Arsenal and Palace. I mean, who doesn't comfortably beat Arsenal these days, uh, as we've said before? But they're in pretty um, decent, decent form, so... I mean, I guess you know what you're going to get with them. They're almost certainly going to play 3-4-3, which they normally play uh, under Tuchel. Um, and I had a bit of a look at their performance under Tuchel overall. Last season, in the whole season, they averaged 1.76 points per game. And their expected goal difference, so the difference between their XG and their XG against per 90, was second only to City with 0.82. But if you look at the period under Tuchel, so from January onwards, they were much better than that. So two points per game uh, and an ex, uh, expected goal difference per 90 of 1.11, which is higher than City's uh, overall for the whole season. And in that period, and I mentioned a similar stat to this, but obviously a bit up, it's a bit updated now when we talked about Chelsea last season, they only conceded 14 goals in 22 league games under Tuchel. And bear in mind, they had that one mad game where they lost 5-2 to West Brom. So they conceded five in that. In that. So in the other 21 league games under Tuchel, they have only conceded nine goals. So um, very tough team to play against. On the plus side, they've got a lot of players either definitely missing or potentially missing. So... Reese James is suspended. Thiago Silva is not allowed to play because Brazil wanted him and he didn't go. Um, and then Kante, Lukaku and Pulisic are all 
potentially injured. All of, all three of them rated at 50% chance of playing on prem, preminjuries.com. But I don't know, uh, don't know how accurate those percentages are. But if you were going to pick any two players that might not play, you would probably pick Kante and Lukaku, wouldn't you? So if yeah. they don't play... And what I would say is if, if, if all three of them are exactly 50%, I think the you, you'd question the, the absolute accuracy of the website, wouldn't you? Unless they, all three of them are actually... They've got a one yeah, in two chance. I think it sort of goes zero fifty seventy five. Right. <laughs> is is the, what I've seen on there anyway. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I mean Lukaku obviously if he plays makes a massive difference to them because they were so good in the second half of last season anyway. But they did lack a proper goal scoring centre forward. Their top goal scorer last season only scored seven goals. Do you know who that was? Um, Habits. No, Jorginho. Was it? Jorginho. All, all penalties, all pretty penalties. much. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's interesting. So it's mad, really, isn't it, that you can finish fourth and win the Champions League and have your top score, goal scorer only score seven goals. Um, so, I, you know, if Lukaku plays for them, he's going to make a massive, mm. massive difference. I hope he doesn't. Uh, so, yeah, really tough to break down. I guess encouraging for us, it looked like we could have as many as nine players unavailable at, at one point, but... Yes, we're going to be without the two Emmys for sure. Uh, obviously, you've got Trezeguet and Davies long-term injured. We don't know about Traore. I haven't seen any pictures of him in training today. Obviously, Samsung played uh, for the under-23s for half the game, but we haven't seen much more of him. But we have seen pictures of both Bailey and Concer in training today. So that is encouraging. Um but yeah, I mean, you know, if we're missing Martinez, that's as big a miss in terms of the importance to the team as them missing Kante or Lukaku. So, you know, was uh, uh, Watkins I Watkins in any of the pictures? Uh, I haven't seen any pictures of Watkins, but I assume seeing as he got on in the previous game, I just, I just, I've just, seen, I just saw his... a rumor on Villa Talk that he's oh, maybe, maybe, maybe he's done his hernia or something. Sorry, Carl's about to cry. Whoa. No, I don't know if it's true. <laughs> I don't know if it's true. It could be complete. I'm just bollocks, looking but... forward to Dean Smith saying he's either absolutely fine or he's <laughs> broken his spine, and neither of them being anywhere near close to the truth. Just, we just got to wait for them to be uh, pain free, well, mate. Yeah, I didn't see any pictures of Watkins in training, though. No, but uh, I don't know. Hopefully, he's loading and uh, he'll be all right. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be fine. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he'll be fine. Glass. I'm sure he'll be fine. I'm sure he'll be fine. We're we're fine with injuries normally, so we're sure he'll be fine. Um, but yeah, I'll be... to be fair, if he's if he's done a hernia, loading is probably the absolute worst thing he could be doing. He yeah, I don't know. Just wants to have a little rest. I don't know. Too, mm. too much loading might have been what caused it. It could be. Could yeah. be absolute bollocks. The only time I, the only place I saw it was on Villa Talk, and um, it's not always been a. A source of truth for for things like that. So, but we'll see, we'll see. Um, but it'd be good to see Bailey involved. Um, I'd be interested to see how we we set up um, because obviously we talked about three four three, which is how Chelsea normally play. Without Reese James there playing, they'll probably play Hudson Odoi, or maybe they'll go four at the back uh, and play Aspilicueta right back. So, do we match them up? Do we go four four two, four three two one? Uh, do we go three four three? What, what what do you think, Carl? How how would you approach it with uh, with the players available to us? Assuming Watkins is fit, assuming everyone's fit apart from uh, the Emmys missing, how would you approach it? 
I mean, I'll 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 tell you that I'm going to go four four two again. I'll then be told why that's ridiculous, and then uh, I'll change my mind. <laughs> so uh, I just preempt you. It is ridiculous, but yeah. carry on. Well, I mean, I just think. I mean, if Bailey's if Bailey's fit to start, if Watkins fit to start, if Ings is fit to start, what? what You've got to, against Chelsea, I don't know, we could try and eke out a nil-nil uh, draw against them by, you know, maybe maybe play three at the back, uh, three in the middle. Who we got fit in the middle? Um, uh, all of them now, really. Yeah, I think, I think, much, I, think I imagine McKin- McGinn and Louise will play. Um, but Nakamba yeah. did, Nakamba did and, stay and back too. And we've got too. that new uh, DCM that, we, that was so important that we bought in uh, <laughs> in the transfer window as well. We can yeah. slot them in. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't really know how to set up. I, I think it's one of those things where it's a, towards the beginning of the season. You don't really know what our strengths are without Grealish. Um, I, I just think you'd have to, if Bailey's fit to start, you, you've got to chuck him on because he's going to make something happen. Um, if Watkins is fit, you've got to play him. If Ings is fit, you've got to play him. Um, and I just don't see how it all fits in as we've kind of discussed I suppose you could play, play Bailey on the right Watkins on the left Ings up front um, and then because um, I, I was I was actually um, hoping Bidace would start getting a few a few more minutes because um, he looked brilliant again in the um, yeah I guess Wickham yeah. The, yeah yeah the yeah the under twenty um, freeze Johnston's um, Johnston's paint yeah. or whatever it's called I think is this still oh, no, that? yeah the Papa, Papa John's Papa John's uh, called now, sorry Papa John's <laughs> cup whatever it is uh, he looked brilliant but then he's he's injured I know he's in he's got a he's got a foot uh, protective boot on yeah protecting um, boot on so um. The right side is going to be a bit more of a problem if you haven't got Traore um, fit. Um, I don't like Al Ghazi out there, um, so I, I think that was a, in a roundabout way. I haven't got a, I haven't got a clue. <laughs> it's, it's, it's those insights, mate, that we all we, we all love uh, hanging yeah. on every word. I mean, I would love to see us match them up and partly that would depend whether concerts fit and all of that but I would love to see us go three at the back and I can see either a three four three in which I would the three up front I would do pretty much what uh, Carl has just uh, described uh, with um, Ings uh, Watkins and Bailey and you know I think you can kind of they can interchange a bit uh, between Watkins and, and Bailey out wide certainly Omar keeps saying that Ings can play uh, on the left as well I'd, so you know perhaps they could all interchange so that's fine or I would go 3-5-2 and you play um, Mings uh, sorry Ings not Mings up front uh, Ings <laughs> Ings and uh, Watkins uh, up front and um, uh, you know just go a bit more solid in midfield uh, with um, Mings perhaps Ramsey not Mings. What am I talking? Why do I keep saying Mings? I've got a touch. You're tired, of mate. Did you see their TikTok? Did you see their TikTok? Did you see their TikTok? I play. I play Mings everywhere. Did you see that? Did, did you see their TikTok? I'm Mings. I'm Mings. He's Ings. Did you see their TikTok? Yeah, I did. I did say that. Yeah. So the worst thing I've ever seen. Uh, I think. No. Yeah. yeah. Don't don't see it. Uh, uh yeah, midfield uh, of uh 
Ramsey, McGinn and Louise, I think, has been our most solid midfield uh, so far. And yeah, I do worry about, if we play three at the back, the ability of our wing-backs to really push on. Because I don't think they do bad on that from full-back. But primarily, we ask them to defend from as full-backs, don't we? We're not asking them to be full-on overlapping wing-backs. But to be honest, are they going to get much opportunity to progress forward against Chelsea anyway? I think I'd rather have that extra security um, at the back. And, and aside from the fact that uh, I think that's the right thing to do tactically, mm. I'd just like to see us do it from the perspective of uh, Smith showing that he has um, a bit of flexibility in him and that now that we've got the players to play more flexibly, uh, that he's willing and able to to do that. I don't uh, I, I, I don't mind um, four at the four at the back, but um, I think if we do go four at the back, we've got to play we've got to play three in three in midfield. Um, I guess that's less of a issue in terms of the whole who do you drop conundrum when when D is not available um, and some some of the other players aren't available uh, either potentially. Um, but yeah, ideally, I'd like to see us go three at the back. Whether that's a, a three four three or a three five two, I think I would probably go three five two for the extra yeah. security. Yeah, I think I'd I'd, mm. I'd be the same. I'd match them up as well. Yeah, I don't th- I don't think Smith will. I think he'll keep the same system. We pretty much yeah. always play either a four three three or four two three one. But I'd I'd like to see us do something a bit different. I'd like us go for a four four two still. Yeah, why not? Four four fucking two. Right. Uh predictions. Carl. Um I think we're gonna lose three nil. Yeah, I was gonna say two or three nil, so I'll go two nil just to mix it up a little bit, but I yeah, I'm fairly sure we're gonna lose. Um it obviously depends on how how they line up or how many of their players are missing. If Lukaku's missing. That's going to be massive. But uh, I'm going to be optimistic and say 1-1. One, one. Um, I was basing my 3 nil on Lukaku not playing. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, 27-0 the other way then if he does play. Um, no, I think we need to be a bit more confident. I think with some of the players back, that we can give a good game and can counter well with if Bailey plays and Watkins plays. So I think we've got a chance. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I was, I was basing us on who I think what our team's going to look like, and I don't think we're going to see Bailey start. I don't think Watkins will be in the team now. You've told me that, so I've, you've, you, ultimately, you've just depressed me, Omar. I was, I was actually thinking a draw before you started telling me. Sorry, that, mate. Um, yeah, Watkins yeah. was out. So, and I, I also, I also think it comes a bit early for us, even if all those players yeah, are available. True, true. And we're still we're still missing Buendia and Martinez, what, whatever uh, happens in terms of who else is available. Yeah. So I, I just think for a team as good as Chelsea, especially away from home, it just comes a bit too soon to expect us to either see out a draw with a kind of backs-to-the-wall thing or, you know, nick a goal on the break or, or whatever. I just... To be honest, I just don't see us scoring yeah. against them beyond something fortunate or, you know, worldy Ings overhead kick types of goals. Beyond those happening, I just don't see us scoring against them. Like I say, you know, 14 goals conceded in 22 games or whatever it was. So, 
yeah, I just think it's they're just so hard to break down at home. I, I just don't see yeah. it. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. I just want to see some good throw-ins. <laughs> well, actually, set-pieces is going to be the one for us, I think. They're, they're, that's been their weak point um, so far this season in terms of chances that they've given up. So we'll see We'll see what happens. Um, we will be back, obviously, with a, with a post-match rant. Um, the, the same guys uh, that do it every week, uh, we'll have done for the first couple of weeks, we'll... We'll do it again. They they go to get every game home and away. So I think it's a good good way to just get their fan fan reaction out there as soon as possible. And then obviously we'll digest and uh, analyse it in a bit more detail when we do the pod on a weekly basis. So uh, let's push on. Uh, and uh, it doesn't look like Sam's going to be joining us. So I'll, I'll do the Villa Vault. So it's time for the uh, Villa Vault. Yeah, yeah. Sam, Sam can't make it. Unfortunately, he's uh, he's stuck. He says his text was all held broken loose. Apparently, so I think. That's yeah, I don't know where he is, but I can't get I can't get out of here. All hell is broken loose. That's yeah. what he said. So I, <laughs> I, don't, be, know, be, I, I don't know. We should be worried we, about him. <laughs> holiday in Afghanistan. At, at the moment. <laughs> I don't know. Right. So I'm going to do uh, one. Um, I was going to do one, and I can't find it anymore. But anyway. Um, we're going to do uh, the last away game I went to Ch- uh, Chelsea at Stamford Bridge, the Shed End. Uh, was the Shed End? I think we are in the Shed End, weren't we? Uh, was uh, Aston Villa, Chelsea, and Alex McLeish. Um, and probably, is it our last? Might be our last win there, I think. Um, I can't think of another one post that, uh, post that game. Um, so, a few, a few different... Uh, trivia questions. AJ, you've already done a bit of trivia for us as well, so we're doubling up in trivia this episode. Uh, obviously, low on, yeah. low on content. Um, so the first thing is, um, who scored Aston Villa's first goal in that game? Stephen Ireland. When was it? Is it this? Is it the last one we won there that I mentioned earlier? Yeah. 2011. 2011, yeah. New, Year, New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve, yes. I was there. It was, yeah. Yeah. Stephen Ireland. Oh, yeah, right. Stephen Ireland. Should we, should we go for a starting lineup? Yeah. Go on. Age, um, go on, Carl. I'd, name as many as you can. Right. Well, I, I, the first one I'm going to name, and I'm, I'm pretty sure he started, and I'm pretty sure he started in midfield, but Kieran Clark. Kieran Clark, yes. He did play. Any, any, did uh, he play in midfield? He played game? midfield. I'm pretty sure he, played, yeah, he did play midfield, and he set one up as well. Yeah, I remember us thinking, this is it. We've just found a midfielder here. I mean, he was dog shit any other time. What was, it, what, was there, it, what was the back yeah. five? Anyone remember? Five. So the so the including the goalkeeper, sorry, the the back five, the, the goalkeeper, back. yeah. Uh, so four, four, yeah. Um, Dunn and Collins, presumably. Dunn and Collins. Yeah. Who was right back? Who was left back? Left back. Shh. No. Shorey. No. No. Who else did we have no. at that stage? From Black Warnock. Warnock, yes. Mm, and and our Warnock. and our and our Luke best young. No. Who who did Martin Neal love playing right back? Malberg. No. We didn't have no. Malberg on the leash. Big big Carlos, isn't it? Big Carlos. Carlos. Love to throw uh, in. And then in midfield, you've named one, Clark. Who partnered him in midfield? Petro. Well, Ireland was in there, obviously, because he scored. Ireland played number ten, yeah. And then on the wings we had our, our favourite Brighton. Oh, Brighton, yes, yes, well done. And then uh, the mercurial talent on the left wing. 
famous for his. Uh, oh, does it rhyme? Does it rhyme with insomnia, it mate? Does, yes. <laughs> or amnesia. Amne- amnesia. <laughs> amnesia, as I called it. And yeah. up top, our our homeboy, hometown favorite yeah. song. Um, what? I thought I thought Bent scored in that game. Did he, he did. He came on a sub. Yeah. Uh, uh, Gabby then. Gabby, yes, yes. Now this is this is for a bon- bonus point. Like if anyone gets this, I won't just give you a bonus point. I'll probably give you ten pounds because I don't think anyone's going to get this. I didn't realize there was any kind of point system on this. How many points have we got it's so Cal- far? Italian, oh, well, Ca- Italian. Don't worry, AJ. Car's winning, mate. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did all right on this one. I you did. You did actually. You. You did, you did I mean, I was guessing one. rather yeah. than remembering, yeah. but you know. Right. Uh, who was the sub goalkeeper for Villa? I don't think you. I don't think you'll get this. It's, I'll give you a clue. It was an Asian goalkeeper we signed randomly and he became a coach. Um, oh, what's he called? Um, no idea. Big not cut. cuts, is it? No, it wasn't. Cuts, it wasn't is it? No, it wasn't cuts, no. M- Marshall? Ye- yes. Andy Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> well done. I, I nearly said him first, but I didn't. Did he? Was he a coach at Villa? I think he did become a, a coach. I don't know if he became a coach at Villa. I think he did become a coach at Villa. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I may be wrong, but he did become a coach. Um, but yeah, well done. Well, call, we'll call that a win for me then. Yeah, he did. 2014-16 Aston Villa goalkeeper coach. There we go. There you go. Bang on, bang on. So I owe you ten pound. Shit. That's our, mo- yeah, that's our month. That's our, mo- I'll, I'll, that's our monthly I'll, budget. Shall I go on? Shall I give you my sort code and account number here? Yes, or... please. Yeah, you just say it out loud. For I me. wouldn't do that on here, mate. No. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well done. Well done, boys. Yeah, uh, you, sorry, that was be a... setting you all kinds of direct debits up if you do that. <laughs> yeah. That was uh, that was ad lib there because obviously Sam had uh, that one covered, but you couldn't make it. Let... And what was, it was three one, wasn't it? Three one. Yeah. And they went one nil up. They went one nil up. Penalty yeah. done. Done. Fouled. Uh, Drogba. Drogba. Slightly away. Yeah. Uh, then Ireland scored, although Terry should have been done for handball, but it didn't matter. We scored, and then Petr. Then no, sorry, who scored the second goal? Petro scored the third goal. Oh no, Petro scored the sec- no, second Petrov. goal. No, yeah, and then Ben Petrov scored the third ben. goal. Yeah. Ben scored. Where where um, Ireland and Ben were both through on goal, and Ireland passed it to Ben so, way too so early. early, wasn't it? And and Ben yeah, nearly missed and he, it. He gave Ben just like a, a worse angle than Ireland I had. I don't know. Yeah, we got um, we got but, lucky. We got yeah, lucky on that he, one. Yeah. yeah, we did. Yeah, it was pandemonium, pandemonium in the away end. I was on match of the day as well, yeah. going crazy. I remember. You were on match of the day? I was, yeah. I've also been on I, match Ireland of the day when... Uh, Ireland got a, sorry, go on. Ireland got a goal and an assist in the same game. It was it was, on, it wow. was brilliant, that game. Honestly, it was brilliant, that game. He really was. That mm. was probably his only, one of his only He's good games. He's got to be one of the most frustrating players I've ever seen. He, is, he, he didn't want to be just there. Got all the he didn't tool, want to be there. Got all the tools, but just couldn't do it. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, on that note, <laughs> Stephen Ireland... Um, thanks, boys. I've got a little. I've got a little bit of a rumor about Stephen Ireland. Go on. That won't. I don't think we'll get do we need to trouble. No. Do we need to check with our legal team or? I don't know. Uh, they're on retainer. Omar, so. do we have oh, a legal they're on, team? They're on retainer, so we'll. Well, uh, we'll... well, I'll, well I'll, ta- I'll, I'll I'll say it, and then you can you can edit, edit it out if you need to. But and it, and it's probably not true. But I was in the Prince of Wales after a game, a Villa game, um, Prince of Wales, and I was in there, and we was talking to some woman. She went, oh, have you been to the villa? And I was like, yeah. She says, I'm Stephen Ireland's cleaner. And I was like, oh, what's he like? And she was like, mad. Now that's, everyone can agree that he's a bit mad. He had a pink fucking um, four by four or something, didn't yeah. he? Um, Range Rover, I think it Range was, yeah. Um, 
And apparently... Uh, can we, sorry, just to pause, can we have Stephen Island's Range Rover as the image for the, yes. for the yes. pod yes. episode, yeah. please? No problem at all. Yeah. No problem at all. Yeah. Um, yeah, thanks. Apparently, Stephen Island used to sleep in an ex- uh, oxygen tent he did. a That's true. Michael Jackson. That's true. It's true. That is true. Huh? I've read that a few times. Oh, there we read go. a few times, yeah. Didn't fucking help what him, did the, it? What are the supposed benefits of that? Lots of oxygen, I think. <laughs> Aging. <laughs> Something to do with like, anti-aging, the, isn't it? What's I think. the payoff? Well, it didn't stop his hair from falling out when he was about 20, did it? Like, maybe he started after that to try and prevent other ageing issues. Probably why Michael Jackson's still alive now as well. Can anyone find, I need mm. to find this pink Range Rover. I found him in a blue car, and I found his picture, mm. picture of him in his velvet. Oh, it's glorious. It, I, I get it up on my Facebook memory. It's more like, it it's more like pink, pink trim rather than the actual car being pink, wasn't it, if I remember? I don't know. Why, do, why am I picturing it fully pink? He's got an Audi with oh, pink I don't trim, know. maybe. Oh, we'll check it anyway. Let's not, let's not talk about that now. Uh, no one cares. Maybe it wasn't a Range Rover. I'll find it. Oh uh, yeah, it was Pink Wheels. Pink, uh, pink that wheels. Was it. Pink wheels. And yeah. it, and his fake toupee as well. There it is. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Trim. Perfect. All right. Remember when remember when all all eight of his grandparents died <laughs> and he kept using them as excuses. <laughs> oh, it's not just the wheels, mate. It's the wheels, the grill. Oh wow. Uh, it's it's overfinched as well, so it's uh, the overfinched lettering is in pink. Goodness nice. me! What nice. a classy individual. Yeah. Well, m- yeah, maybe we'll, di- we'll dissect that. Anyway, he had a cracking squad. game. Sorry. Yeah, he did have a cracking game. A cracking game. Jesus, that is a terrible car. So bad. I can't, I can't believe it's that bad. I didn't realise it was that bad. Right, thanks for that car, um, and thanks for that, boys. Um, excellent pod as always. I think you know. I think we we uh, you delivered, boys. Honestly, I was a bit hesitant at first because we were a bit tired, but I think that was that was good going. Uh, some interesting yeah. uh, stats. I, I, mean, I am still tired. I'm still tired. I'm still tired. I mean, I'm, I'm more tired, if anything. It's yeah, an hour later. Yeah, I put so much energy into this. The, the <laughs> missus has uh, just said he's not finished yet. I didn't think. I don't think I told her that we were. Do- I was doing two pods back to back, so I'm going to be a bit of trouble after this, I think. <laughs> so uh, yeah. if you don't hear from me next week, then um, it's been nice knowing you. So, uh, yep, thank you, boys. And uh, thank you for listening, as always, guys. A uh, bit of a shorter pod this week as we're one man down and to be honest there hasn't been any games or anything going on so we haven't been talking about any matches so we'll be back next week uh, with the lads again uh, where we'll do a, a sort of full and frank analysis of the game i'll be back on sunday for the shorter abridged version of the pod which is the the post-match rant um, please do subscribe and follow us on whatever podcast platform you're on follow us on twitter at villa podcast or one word this spot is sponsored by me bay digital as well please do follow them on on the socials uh i'll, I'll put the link up when i put the pod out uh they're excellent local company doing excellent things in the digital marketing world uh do check them out if you ever need anything from them and uh thanks boys for your time uh it's been great as always and uh up the villa up the villa, up the villa. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it.